Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Alford All. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigarito. This is Don Strauss. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula. And I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, and I will be joined alongside Rich Van Zandt shortly as the uh, Miami Dolphins' uh, winning streak has come to an end, uh, back to reality as the Buffalo Bills come down to Miami and uh, pretty much manhandle the Miami Dolphins 37-20 to 20, and uh, kind of got exposed uh, in, in a lot of ways, which we'll talk about uh, Obviously, the Dolphins have been uh, an up-and-down season, and they seem to be able to find, you know, uh, a couple good things on their way to a two-game winning streak. But um, Buffalo Bills are a pretty good team this year, and, uh, you know, they they pretty much uh, outclassed the Dolphins in every way. They were very physical. They ran all over them, and, uh, you know, the Dolphin defense just wasn't able to make uh, stops when it needed to. That being said, uh, you know, there were some opportunities that the Dolphins had to not only stay in the game, but, um, you know, uh, I, I think that there was a couple big plays that they needed to make, which they weren't able to. And then, of course, the big Hearns fumble uh, kind of was the, the play of the game. So that ended that. And uh, and the Dolphins fall to 2-8. and eight. So now 10 games uh, already uh, into this season. So um, they'll go on to Cleveland next. And, uh We'll talk about you know what the remainder of the season means, and um, a lot a lot of news went on around the league, and uh, uh, even in college now, uh, Tua got a, a major hip injury. So we'll talk about how that affects things, and um, of course, uh, Colin Kaepernick had his uh, his big uh, showcase or whatever you want to call it by the NFL, which uh, you know has just become a sideshow. And uh, we'll, we'll get a little bit into that as well. Um, the, the league is very strange this year, uh, you know, in that it just seems like, you know, no, nobody's great in this league. Um, I think New England has come back down to earth. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I mean, there's, there's Baltimore Ravens right now are the hottest team in football. Um, but how does that translate when uh, when January comes? I don't know. Um, and so... Uh, you know, there's still a lot of really bad teams. The Jets' uh, major victory this weekend. So now uh, they they go to they, they win another game. They seem to be back on track. So the Adam Gase error stands strong as they go to I think three wins. Uh, and the Dolphins move back to the cellar. So um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of falling into line now. You get a a better idea of of what the season brings. But uh, nonetheless, uh, you know. 
Uh, Rich, this Dolphin team, you know, it, listen, there's just no talent on it. I mean, there's a very big lack of talent on this team. So there's only so far you're going to be able to go. You can play with heart. Um, but, you know, when good teams come and they play their game, you know, it's very hard to, to, to keep up with them. And I think we've seen a lot of that this weekend. Well, you know, you think you're telling me something new? I mean, I told you this months ago, you know, as far as no talent on this team. You know, I'm surprised they won two games. I really am. The way they were playing in the beginning of the year, they didn't look like they could beat anybody. you got to give them credit for being able to do that. But, yeah, right. I mean, where are you going with this team? I mean, the running backs are abysmal. The offensive line is is probably just as bad as it's ever been. I mean, it's, you know, you can't block anybody. We have virtually no pass rush. You know, it just goes on and on. I mean, there's more holes than you can patch in one year, I'll tell you that. Well, I thought that, the, you know, I, I, obviously there was pressure, you know, uh, on Fitzpatrick all day. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you could say that the offensive line, you know, kind of regressed. I think the whole day was a, a bit of regression, you know, no doubt about that. Um, you know, I, I just think that, you know, Josh, Josh Allen, you know, w- was able to, the, he had a lot of time, like you said, back there, and then he was able to move out and, you know, and they were able to make some big plays. Um, you know, uh, but, you, you know, you, you take really, – I, I think I counted the 15 one time that he was just standing there looking around for somebody. It was ridiculous. Yeah, and it, looked that, like, it looked like a touch football game in the street. And then he wound up hitting, uh, you know, the uh, open tight end, I believe, on the play you're talking about, and it was like a, an 18-yard yeah. gain or something. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's very frustrating. There's no doubt. You know, listen, the one thing that I'll say is, you know, you always said that, you know, you wanted to get Josh Rosen in there as much as possible to see what he had and kind of audition as far as stuff like that goes. Well, I kind of think that, you know, this is a this is like almost like – not an audition period, but, you know, certainly for, for Brian Flores, this is, you know, a, a, a kind of a breaking of the ice and see what he has. And, you know, he, he's made some coaching mistakes. There's no doubt about that. And, and strategy-wise and timeout-wise and things like that, you know, you, you can kind of see that there's been moments, obviously, where, you know, he, he, he's learning, I guess you would say. So, you know, these next six games are important, you know, to kind of see what kind of a coach he is. I mean, obviously the product that they put on the field really handcuffs him. And the fact that he's able to get the two wins when he got them, you know, okay, I think that's really good. I mean, I think it shows that, you know, at least he gets people to play for him at times. But, you know, he's certainly handcuffed. And, you know, like you said, I mean, is Jacob, maybe, maybe Jacoby Brissett is that good because the, the Colts just blew out their next opponent, you know. And, and uh, you know, so there is something to be said there. I don't think anybody's, you know, has – illusions about what this team can do. But that's what I think the remainder of the six games are, you know. And with the injury now to two, that changes a lot of things as well. But I look at, you know, to see, you know, where Flores grows as a coach for the next six games. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard to judge because of the talent isn't there. I mean, you know, if he doesn't make glaring mistakes, how are you really going to know until he has somebody that he can work with? You know, it's going to be very difficult to judge him. Hey, look, he doesn't have to be judged yet. He's going to have three years to prove himself. Yeah. No, he is. That's why I said it's not an audition. But, uh, you know, that's what I'll be looking for. I think he's made some rookie coaching mistakes, and I want to see if they get better. I think this week's game was was a regression. I think that they definitely regressed 
from where they were for the to two games before that, beating the Jets and then the Colts. Uh, not that I was expecting them to beat the Bills. I'm not saying that, but I just think that, you know, it seemed like the team definitely took a step back in a lot of different areas. Of course, Grant's return was great to see. I mean, that was, that was exciting. He's super fast. You've been very hard on him. And, uh, you know, that, 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 that was very good to something like that. I mean, you know, I've been, I've been hard on the guy, but let's be honest. I, other than this, what has he done all year? Nothing. Well, yeah. that's what he's there for, though. I mean, he's a kick returner. They've changed the rules so much now that it does hurt those kick returners, you know. But if a guy like that is able to break something like that, and this is, I think, his fourth touchdown, right? And he have two punts, and, and now this is his second uh, uh, kickoff or whatever. I mean, you know, the, the guy's electric. You know, you know, he can make big plays happen, and so that's a threat you can't take away. I mean, when he's able to do that, you know. Um, you know, he had a good game, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. I mean, I know there's plenty of kickoffs where he doesn't get to the 25-yard line. Um, but, you know, uh, the game has changed a lot in that area, too. I hate him as a wide receiver. I think it's a joke out there with that. You know, I can't stand that. Well, I, uh, like I've always said, I think when you get the talent around him, you know, whereas you have real wide receivers and running backs and stuff like that, and then he's able to just fill, fill a spot – you know, he can do magical things when he's not the guy. You know what I mean? When you have a guy like that that can be utilized as... So he's on this... Oh, yeah, I don't five think... Five more years, you said? <laughs> five more? Five more? Well, you said until we get real wide receivers and running backs. <laughs> well, look, no, my, my point with that is, and, and, uh, and I'm glad you're amusing yourself today. I'm glad you are. But, uh... uh what else are you gonna do? Cry? The, I can't cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I'm just saying. I, I think, I think that uh, Rich Van Zandt, everybody, <laughs> I'm gonna big hand for Rich Van Zandt. I, I'm just saying that I think that Grant changes, you know, what with his role. I think if he's in the right role, he can really be deadly. But I think if you try to ask him to be the main guy or something like that. You know, it changes things quite a bit, you know. That's all I'm saying with that. I'm not saying we're ever going to get that wide receiving core. But, um, you know, if you did, and we have had it at times where, you know, they've been pretty strong, you know, um, and you can see what he was able to do, you know. Well, that, that's where I stand with something like that. Wow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> I don't know. You know, if you, I'm thinking maybe, uh, you know, if you have your head of Youngman tape, we could, we could submit it. <laughs> this is where we're going today. <laughs> you know. uh, Jason Sanders, big onsides recovery, which, you know, was basically the momentum and it instantly taken away because that's when the Herds fumble took place, right? Yeah. Next play. So you get it, and, and before you can even blink, it's gone, you know. So stuff like that, you know, you, you, it's very hard to recover from that. That was the play of the game, and uh, you know, and you're not able to do anything after that. You know, I mean, it's, it's it's very hard when you have those kind of turnarounds in momentum. You can't recover no from that. Nope. Now, uh, you know, as far you know, as it's hard to make lemonade out of you know rotten lemons, you know. Yeah, no, it is. It really is. I mean, that, that's my point. They've given, you know, they've, <laughs> this roster, they depleted it so much, and they sold this whole, you know, 
fool's gold, and people, a lot of people bought it. And, you know, when you look at the Tua injury, Rich, this is what I was actually saying to you. I mean, you don't know what the future holds. You really don't. You know, for people who want to, you know, think that they can just put the brakes on and, and start from scratch by losing everything, you know, it doesn't work that way. How far does he drop now? Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on a lot of factors, but uh, you would certainly think that, you know, he, he is going to drop out of that number one spot, you would think, but... You would think, but things have, you know, happened like that, so uh, it depends on what it is, I guess, right? And you said it was a broken... Right. And uh, they fooled me, Houston, actually, for the operation. I don't know why Houston, uh-huh. but he was operating out of Houston, and then supposedly he's going back to Alabama in a week or so to start his rehab. But they don't think he'll be able to throw or do any kind of football activities for three months. Well, to be honest with you, I was thinking a lot longer than that. I mean, you, so you're saying in three months well, he'll be able to – I mean, well, obviously, I, I, I don't see why he couldn't throw in three months. He's not going to be able to – Yeah, I don't think – A whole lot longer, you know. But, you know, but in three months he'll be able to – He doesn't go to the combines or anything. There's not, that's never going to happen, you know. Right. Uh, three months, though, he will be, like, able to do football stuff? Yeah, they said that's what they said on uh, on ESPN wow. today. They said like in three months he he may be able to start throwing in three months. Now, well, that's February. I that yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't know. But, you know yeah, I mean, I don't know either. He had a broken ball. He had a broken bone in the hip, and it was dislocated. So I, I guess what do they do? They go in, they make sure it goes back into the socket, right? Yeah, and I guess you know they it, it, depending on what it is, the surgery is probably to um, to secure it to stay in there, and you know to make sure that it heals up in the socket and doesn't come out. So there's probably some kind of a, a, a reinforcement that the surgery you know did. Um, and I don't know whether how that works. I don't know you know if that's a plate or something else goes there. I don't know, but it's, it's I'm sure it's some kind of a reinforcement to keep it in the joint and secure um, while it heals, you know, and I'm sure, I guess he goes. Probably making sure when it went back in, it didn't do what happened to Bo, where it crushed the vein, where it cuts off the blood supply. I'm sure they got to check the blood flow, too, like that, you know, right? Yeah, you would would hope so. I mean, I don't know how. They didn't even MRI, Bo. Bo was just like, how many weeks and months before they realized what was going on? They didn't do any of that, you know? Well, you would hope that they have learned a lot from that, and I don't know how much of an anomaly the Bo Jackson thing was. I'm assuming that it, it, it was more of an anomaly than, you know, than a normal circumstance, you know. Well, I, 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 I guess, I, I guess mean, what is that, 88 that happened? 88, 89? What year was that? I think it was uh, 1990, 1990, I believe. 90, 90 or 91. So yeah, because they went out to Buffalo. Yeah, I many, think it was 90. How, okay. So how many, like, like, how prevalent was an MRI back then? I don't think you got an MRI automatically. I think it was kind of a rare thing, right? So I know they x-rayed him. Well, they uh, yeah. They realized how much blood was in, his, was in, the, uh, in the area. 
you know? That was I don't I think, think the, like three weeks later. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that the MRI per se was such a rare rare thing in 1990. I mean, I think I had you know, the same circumstances, you know, knees and stuff at that moment. And I remember Dolphin players and stuff getting hurt and needing an MRI around that time. But it just seems like maybe they just didn't do it, you know. Maybe they just did their thing. And um, well, whatever it was, it seems like somebody messed up somewhere along the line. Oh, it definitely was a screw-up for sure. I mean, if, that, if, he was, if he got operated on that night, you know, if they would have realized what was going on, he would have played again. It was it wasn't that big of a deal, you know. Right. Which is certainly a shame, you know. I mean, it really was. Yeah. It obviously ended his career. Um, but you know, I'm getting back to the to a situation. You know, medical advances, like you said, have have changed a lot. They've gotten a lot better. And so, with that in mind, you know, uh, hopefully this kid has you know a pretty good recovery from it. And uh, you know, and then I guess as far as the draft goes. Maybe it won't hurt him as much as you think. You know, it might not. I mean, uh, you know, obviously people see what he could do. I I think that the combine and all that, I think it's such nonsense anyway. I mean, you watch guys play college careers for two, three, four years, and then depending on on what they do at the combine, like, well, what does that tell you? And who performs so great at the combine? Everybody's going to be worried. What are they going to be worried about? The guy's health. Sure. So actually, well, well, would be yeah. if you're going to draft him. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. Yeah. I, I don't yes. Yeah, him, okay. But, you know, right. You're not going to give up the first Yeah, you make a good point. Right, that he don't see what he could do, you, you, you know? Yeah, you make a good point there as as to see if he's back is back to form and, and performing in that respect. I understand what you're saying there. That makes some sense. Um yeah, but we'll see. I, I and, and leading back to you know point A of this conversation, you know, it goes back to or you know all these tank for Tua and all this nonsense. You know, you, you just I just don't think you you know what the future is. I just think you play it out and and however it goes, it goes. And you know, the Dolphins need a lot of work in a lot of different areas. And right now, I think it's important to just work on the basics and start getting this coaching staff and team to work as a unit. Like we said, there's been a there's been a lot of like rookie mistakes, timeouts taken at the wrong time, you know, uh play calls seemed a bit, a bit off in this Buffalo game. I think we would agree that there was definitely some some play calls that were suspect in this game. And so stuff like that I think you need to iron out, you know, as you move ahead. Well, you know, you know my theory is look, my my theory, I would rather them not take a quarterback this year and maybe trade one of the first-round picks for a pick for next year and just, like, put it off and just build your team. I would rather you not take a quarterback than reach for one. How's that one for you? That, that That's you know? fine. Yeah, I I agree with you. Let me say this, Rich. On that note, um, you, you have been very critical of Ryan Fitzpatrick, but if you're going to take that approach – and you, you know what? You're very lucky to have a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick because he's There's better no than I mean, I never uh, liked the guy, a tremendous. He's definitely stabilized. He stabilized the position. I mean, I mean, he, what could he do yesterday? He he was getting like hit no. the ball even got to his hands. You know. You're right, and and I would agree with you. I would rather see them do that. And and wait to get the quarterback that they want, and now you have a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick signed to a contract. 
you know what? I don't care if he's the quarterback again, and they're not winning the no. Super Bowl next year. I don't believe. So no. you know, let let him let him come back. You know, let yeah, no. let him come back and let's wait and get the quarterback instead of rushing into somebody and making another five year mistake. You know, I think that's the way to go. Colin Kaepernick obviously had a big sideshow, so we'll take a quick break. Come on back and uh, talk about that right after this. When the autumn mist is drawing near and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer, you'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich and the Legends Show. All episodes of the Pat Catello Show available now on iTunes. Hi, this is Larry Zonka, and you're listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello.
Okay, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, joined alongside Rich Van Zandt. As the Miami Dolphins uh, fall to 2-8 and eight now, uh, back in the cellar of the AFC East, uh, with a deciding uh, victory by the Buffalo Bills in Miami, 37-20. to 20. So there's that. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on around the league. And as we said, it's, it's, it was, it's a very strange league. I mean, it just is. It's the way this season is, is turning out uh, is, is a little strange. And, and of course, uh, the Colin Kaepernick uh, escapade took place this weekend. And, uh, you know, and that's exactly what it turned out to be. And uh, you, you, you kind of wonder now, um, you know, the Dolphins were the head of this, uh, and, and they didn't even show up after, you know, he moved the venue, and, you know, there's a lot to that. So, um, you know, is this now uh, obviously the end of it? Because it seems like, you know, the whole Jay-Z and Colin Kaepernick, uh, 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 you know, collision has happened. I mean, they, they are – it seems that they're certainly not fond of each other, Rich, and, and you know, uh, you're now with this whole thing blowing up. I mean, you would think that uh, – that almost all teams are going to shy away and this will probably come to an end, no? I don't think he really wants to play. I mean, with that nonsense that he pulled on Saturday, what makes you think he wants to play? I mean, he moves it at the last minute to 50 miles away. So, obviously, he had that plan. That wasn't like a last-minute thing. He had that plan where that venue was set up 50 miles away, you know? I mean, it's just such a it's such a disgusting example of, Nonsense. Well, I don't think he wants to play, and and uh, quite honestly, you know, uh, I, I mean, I mean I, just why would he want to play? Yeah, yeah, I, and, I and know. you know, you know, when a lot of people, yeah, I hear all the 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 people talk and and, and things like that, um, but what a lot of people don't realize is when his career in the NFL kind of ended. You know, he was already resolved to a backup, if not a third-string quarterback. He had a contract with the 49ers, which you say he opted out of, what, an $18 million, something, a major amount of money, right? That was, yeah, it was, it was like $18 million for a year out. or something like that. It was ridiculous. Yeah, he opted out of it. <clears throat> so he opted out of that. I mean, so his, his, his play at that point was not really at a solid level, first off. And then, uh, you know, and now three years out to expect it to be any better than that you know, would would be a little strange, right? And then, uh, and now with the whole, you know, moving in, he says that the NFL wouldn't allow any press in the, uh, to film the event, and so he didn't want to be caught in that, and, and that's why they moved this, you know, so that they can have, you know, people filming it and the press there. But, you know, either way, the bottom line comes down to this. I mean, it's a circus and a sideshow, so – You know, you have to weigh the means of how much can somebody like that help your team, and is it worth going through that? I don't see anybody wanting to take that 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 step. I mean, even that. Well, nobody did. You know, nobody offered him a tryout. Nobody offered him a contract. So, and what did he prove with that nonsense? Okay, he's throwing in shorts. What does that prove? At a tank top, like, okay, he's throwing the ball around. Wow, look at that. How does that prove anything? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, you listen, I I don't know what it would prove if I mean, if I guess if somebody was really looking to sign him, you know, the arm strength is there. It's always been there. The guy's got one of the best arms there is. So you can't have much. But I mean, so that's never an issue. So you're right. Like by going in shorts and and throwing, you know, uh, passes here and there to one receiver or whatever it was. Yeah, I don't know what that does for you. I mean, 
you know, if you really looking to sign somebody like that, uh, did you see enough at that to, to to take that step? I don't know. And now he's saying, you know, he's open to anybody who wants to bring him in. Well, to, you know, you know, you know what I always say, you know, the you know the sideshow isn't worth going to the circus. You know, that's basically what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and I you mean, know, uh, you, you know, him, it's a sideshow. Every week, it's a sideshow. You know. It's a major sideshow, you know. It's just it's just going to yep. come. There's no doubt about it, and there's no way yep. of avoiding that. And it's not necessarily his fault. It's just going to come, whether he wants it to well, or not, or anybody wants it to. He did all this himself. Well, yeah, I'm saying he, it's not his no fault. Created, what's going to no come? Created now. the situation. He did it to himself. So I, I feel well, I, no sympathy, Graham. I mean, you know, if you're well, listen, working, like I always say, if you went to work at Google, right, and you had a, a a certain red hat on that said, make America look great again, you'd be thrown out before lunchtime. So, you know, you, you, know, you, you, know, you can't really bring that stuff to work with you. Any, in, in the real world, you'd be thrown out before the day started. Well, listen, I think it's, it's also uh, fair to say we do a Miami Dolphins show, and I've noticed a lot of the sentiment is, you know, people still stand strong, especially in the Miami area. Colin Kaepernick oh, yeah. and his views on Fidel. Fidel Castro and, and the whole Cuban regime do not necessarily resonate with the people down there. And there's a lot of, of, of uh, you know, uh, feedback and, and, and uh, cutback towards him that I don't think has gone away, and it's still very strong. Oh, so, that would never, you know, that would never go away. That. Yeah, that would never go away. He wore that Castro, that pro-Castro shirt, and he was talking, you know, raving about Fidel Castro. I mean, give me a break. That, that's a good place so to do that. A, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a big, you know, cutback sentiment towards him, you know, uh, certainly down there, uh, you know, that, that is still very strong. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's where that all sits, and, you know, we'll see, you know, what comes from that. Um, a lot of people think that, you know, the NFL basically just did this horse and pony show to placate him, and, and now they're kind of washed their hands, and, and by his actions, he kind of took them off the hook, right? Oh, absolutely did. Yeah, he made it easy for everybody to walk away at this point. But again, I don't think he yeah. wants to play. You know? No. No, I I don't think so either. I don't think there's much good that would come from that anyway. But yeah, no, no. we we agree as far as that goes. Oh, but who's um, who's you taking know, this guy? Who's taking this guy at week ten? I mean, come on. Well, what's the point of that? You know? Yeah, I mean. Uh, you know, I guess if you have a team that hasn't won a game and you have no quarterback, and uh, would he, would he sell seats? People no. would come for that, right? Yeah, he would. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, he would. Well, yeah, just for the just for the you know the car crash you know of it. You know what I mean? I, I think certainly yeah. people would come initially. Initially, I mean, I don't know if they're coming three games in, but I think just to see him. You know, uh, in a uniform, that would carry some kind of, you know, some weight. People would want to see that. I, I think so. I think he would certainly draw attention for the first weeks of it, but I don't know how long that lasts after that. And, you know, and I don't know if it's worth, uh, you know, everything else that comes involved. I don't believe it's going to happen. Uh, you know, I don't. Uh, but, you know, I think that that's probably the aspect that yeah, we look he hasn't played in three well, years. Like, how can he even be ready to play this year with six weeks left? You know? You I don't think anybody could. Yeah, yeah, I don't think anybody could. I mean, 
you know, they, they talked yeah. about, you know, guys that took years off. I mean, even, you know, Peyton Manning with the injury and stuff, you know, to, to, to come right back. I don't remember exactly how he was when he first returned, but you're talking about a guy who was in a decline uh, in his career, not because of his age or, you know, anything like that. He just kind of hit a rut and he went down hardball, you know, leaving and, and, you know, the Super Bowl decline of them. Uh, so he was in a rut when he stopped playing, first of all, and now to pick up, you know, years later would, would be a daunting task for anybody. You're absolutely right. Yep. Okay, so on to Cleveland now. The Miami Dolphins will head on to Cleveland, uh, a team that's very sporadic. I mean, he's so much talent, a big, big win uh, you know, on, on, uh, uh, was that was that uh, Sunday night? Was it Sunday night? I can't. I get confused. Thursday so night. Many night games. Was that right? Thursday night? It was a Thursday, Thursday night, night game. Uh, thir- Thursday night. Thursday yep. night game, and of course the uh, the, the, the 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 gigantic uh, uproar and, and, and fight, uh, you know, which took place uh, at the end of that game. Now it, it certainly has to deplete that team. Um, and so I don't know what you get out of that. What's your take on it all? I mean, you know, uh, just bizarre. I, I just can't believe how stupid these guys are. I mean, you, the Browns basically they won their biggest nationally televised game in in years, right? They finally beat their biggest yeah. foe on national TV. Yeah. And there's eight seconds left in the game, and you, your best defensive player does something like that, where he tries to kill the quarterback with a helmet. Are you crazy? Hey, what is wrong with these right. people? You know, I'm glad he got thrown out for the rest of the year. You know, it's ridiculous. You can't do stuff like that. Hey, it just yeah, when Miles Garrett what, what a mess that team is, you know? I mean, you would think that they seem like they got it all together. They were playing very well in that game. Like you said, they beat Pittsburgh. They haven't beaten them in how long? Um I don't know. I mean, how much do you put on an organization, or how much do you just put on Miles Garrett just losing his mind? Well, he wasn't the only one. I mean, is that fair? He was only one that level. I mean, it was basically a little bit of a bench-clearing brawl at that point, you know? Well, there was a couple guys, obviously, that came in there, but for the most part, it was more Steelers. It wasn't like the entire Browns uh, team jumped onto a gang fight. I mean, it was basically him. And then the Steelers all attacked him. And then there was the one other uh, Cleveland Brown that at the end of that went on and, and, and pushed Mason Rudolph, and he got a suspension. But, you know, it was him and then Mike, uh, uh, Marquise Pouncey, uh, you know, went crazy, and he got a three-game suspension. My point is, I don't know if you can blame that all on the Cleveland Browns being an inept organization or their coaching staff. How do you do that any more than, you know, Brian Cox fighting the entire Cincinnati Bengals bench? I mean, you know, if a guy's going to lose his mind, I mean, who are you blaming that on? Well, it just goes to show you, they, they, went up, they had the biggest moment in decades, and they turned into that in a minute. You know, so Did they, though? They just, did they, though? That's my point. Did they or did Miles Garrett? I mean, it was well, one man. Grab you know? him? Why did one of his teammates grab him and pull him off of that? Well, you if know, you look at it, he did. I don't think there was. He was down on the ground, and then, you know, then they got up, and then the Steelers jumped well, on Well, he ripped the helmet off, and, the, and, and he's, he's, like, bouncing around the other way, and then Mason Rudolph went back over to him. But there was plenty of times where his teammates could have stopped that. 
they didn't. I don't know if that's the case. I mean, I looked at that a few times. He was pretty much all alone there. And then a lot, most of the Cleveland Browns, including when they had the after show, they had no idea what even happened. I mean, Beckham and Landry, they had no idea. They actually showed them the video, and they, they were just, like, sunk after they seen it. Like, they really had no idea what happened. I think that's well, – I think 85 – they were probably trying to get out TV doing something idea. else. They were probably doing a dance on the sidelines trying to get on TV. Well, listen, you, you know, you can mock it. You can continue your stand-up act. But I, I'm just saying, I, I don't know how much you can blame – you know, the, the Cleveland Browns. Okay, Beckham and Landry are more worried about what spikes they're wearing than playing the game. It, it's a fiasco going on down there. They're, they're, you know, we're, they were a two-win team a few weeks ago, and they're acting like jackasses all the time. They're more worried about wearing the Joker shoes than playing the game. You know, it's always been like that. It's a, the, the coach is over his head there. He has no control of the, that team. None. You know, the quarterback thinks he's Johnny Unitas. He's on every TV commercial there is. He acts like a total idiot. Hey, don't talk about him shaving three times during the game. How about talking about how you played in the game? Everything's a sideshow there. Everything. So, yeah, I believe the organization. It's run like crap. I just feel sorry for Kim Brown. They've got to be affiliated with it. How do you really feel? You wanted to know. You kept, you kept poking the bear, poking the bear. You got your hand. Oh, so, yeah, no, I, listen, I, I don't necessarily disagree with anything you just said. I don't. I, I don't. I mean, I think you're right. I think that there's a lot of that atmosphere, culture, whatever you want to call it in the clubhouse. I don't know what the name of that would be. You, you think you know, anyone ever Don Shalhoub's the head coach? I don't think you can control – a player going AWOL on a play. You know what I mean? No matter who you are, but I think you can control what happens after that and whether it happens again. And no, no. So well, my point is, like, like I said, I understand, no, like, I, I don't. it's hard to put your finger, you know, in the hole to, to control the volcano. But you could have prevented the volcano from exploding weeks ago if you took care of the little nonsense. Maybe this doesn't happen. Okay, well, where, you know what I'm saying? So where – where does yes I do, but where does the Brian Cox incidents and stuff? Where, where does that relate? I don't. Joe Green seemed to take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, he did. I'm just saying, like, you know, but it's what happens after, right? But I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I mean, Cox was a fantastic player. My point yeah. is that just things things happen. You know what I mean? Like, and there's only so much you could do. I mean, he snapped. I don't know, like. What happened, but, you know, he just, for whatever reason, he snapped. And, and you know, he's he's had times already in the past where I think he's had some incidents on it. Now, you know, you can say for whatever reason he did, but, but he did. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, this, this is obviously going to be something that is never going to shake from his career. How many games to spend the next year, I don't know. But uh, but this is a, a major mark on 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 the NFL. Well, I tell you, I got I got a big problem with him, you know, already contesting the suspension already. I mean, don't you got to shut up yeah. for a few weeks and just relax? Yeah, you can't you can't be I you can't so. be going to going to the, the mattresses with this yet, man. I mean, what you did, right. everybody saw that. You got to go at it a little bit more strategically than this. You yeah, know? I agree. I mean, I think you know he's fighting because he's basically in limbo right now. 
But what you're going to get is you're going to poke the bear, like you said, and then you're going to wind yeah, up you're, you're not in limbo anymore. We're giving you a five-year suspension. Like, you know, you know, like I think you just have to kind of leave it alone right now, let it blow yeah. over a little bit, you know, and then maybe take it from there. You already know that you're suspended for, for the, the season. And so, you know, I guess in the off season, maybe you address that and, you, you know, you hope to come back next year. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think legally going at the bull is going to be the way to, to kind of get it done. Uh, no, you're definitely not going to take up front. You know, community service or something, you know? Yeah. No, it's a bad situation, no doubt. It, it really is, and it's something that's going to follow his career for a while. All right, let's take our last break. Come on back, wrap this up right after this. It's intercepted at the line of scrimmage. It's going to be run in for a touchdown by A.J. Dewey at the 10 to 5. He's scored. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. You listen to the Pat Catella Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. It's the time of the season When love runs high In the time, give it to me easy And let me try Miami Dolphins legend show, Pacatello, Rich Van Zandt. As we come to the home stretch, uh, Miami Dolphins now will head out to Cleveland and uh, take on this Browns team with their huge fiasco. Uh, oh, Rich, you had gotten an email. I don't have it in front of me, but somebody was talking about your quarterback reviews last week, and uh, they were talking about, uh, you know, how you, you, you were – you were too high on a couple people, but you're way off on Sam Darnold. <laughs> so I know you love that. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that, Jets. <laughs> well, the Jets now on a, a two-game winning streak. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they beat the Washington Redskins. Yes, they did. And the New York Giants. 
with Daniel yeah. Jones. That's what it was, I think. Yeah, it was a Dan- Daniel Jones because you're talking about Jones and Darnold. So somebody had chimed in and uh, just was ready to go at you. Um, Baker Mayfield, obviously, you know, you've never been a big fan of him. He shows some moments, but, you know, it seems like more uh, raw attitude and uh, – and commercials and stuff like that, you know, you, you're seeing the image more so than the play. I don't think he's that good. I n- never did, uh, you know. And I, I don't know what all the hype is about this guy. I don't understand it. I just, I don't, you know, I think it's another mistake. They're not going to go anywhere with this kid. Well, I think it's too early to say that. Um, they have won some big games. So, you know, I think it's too early to say that. Um, I thought maybe he would be a little bit further along at this stage of the game. But a lot of that has to do with the talent that they have, and you look at those receivers and and whatnot, the running backs and stuff like that, you know. So maybe that's more what people base it on, if you will. Well, he's definitely got a cast of talent around him. So, you know, the fact that he's not lighting it up is not a good sign. No, and I think that that's why, you know, people have said that, you know, he's not where he should be is because of that as well, you know, which is understandable, yeah. like you said. I mean, but that, but a lot of that cast of talent could be very hard to handle ego-wise, too. So you have to, you know, you have to admit that. Like that's, that's not – that's a little bit of a daunting test, too, you know. It's not Dan Marino handling these personalities. So that's, that's tough. No, they're, they're definitely a pain in the neck, but they, he's got a lot of talent around him. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know either. I mean, I mean, you're good enough to beat us next week if that's what you're trying to say. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm not trying to say that. Of course. Yeah, Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, depending on what this Miles Garrett, you know, situation does to them, you know, of course they're going to be favored to to beat us. They're at home, so I'm not not even going there. I'm just saying, as far as overall, you know, with the talent that they have, I think that works both ways, right? If you can control it and, and, and keep it in, you know, in line playing properly, it could be deadly. But like you said, you seem to think that, you know, the whole organization on the whole is having a hard time controlling and coaches and all that kind of stuff. But you're, you know, you, you, you make a point, you know, it, it could be that. I don't know how much I'll plan the Miles Garrett situation on it, but yeah, you got a point. Well, like I said, you, you let some people act out the rest are going to follow that lead. You know, that's my point. Well, you know, does that, yes, I got you as far as the quarterback and two wide receivers. But yeah. what have you seen on the defensive side of the ball that would let you know that that, that would go in that direction, though? You know, that that's my well, point. I, don't, so I see the offensive. The it, it's not a well-coached, disciplined team. I mean, good teams don't do that stuff, you know. You don't go rogue like that. I that's, guess the jury's cold. out on that one. Yeah. I, I no, mean, I definitely we've for that whole fiasco. That just means that you know they they feel they can do anything they want. Well, we've seen some uh, you know some some major like uh, outbursts and stuff on good teams as well, though not to that level, of course. I mean that, that that's no. bizarre. I mean, you know, you 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 got a guy swing, but you know what? That it shows how much the game's changed too. Because the first thing I thought of when I saw that was uh, Lyle Alzado, right? When he got in that fight with Powell, remember that? 
He was throwing yeah, he, helmets. He, he, threw, he threw the helmet away, right? He didn't throw it at the guy, right? Well, he ripped it off his head, right? And then I guess he yeah, threw he it away, threw, and then he was throwing he just punches. Threw it away. Yes. He didn't yes, yes. throw the helmet at the guy, you know? That's the difference. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not condoning I've it, seen but I'm just saying it's a big difference there. I mean, well, guaranteed he tried to kill the guy, you know? Yeah, he did. I've seen guys throw baseball bats at pitchers. You have two. They're yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> and then you were in the same room with him eight hours later. <laughs> who, who was it? When Clemens, you were in the same room with him eight no, hours I'm later. No, I'm not talking. Yeah, I'm not. I, I got the Clemens thing. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. But there's that famous one from what the 70s and early 80s, right? Where he throws an inside pitch. The guy gets up and throws the bat at the pitcher. I think it's a well, Royal. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the worst one was. You know with, what I'm talking uh, about? Yeah, Juan Marshall almost killed the catcher. Remember that one? And and the catcher did what? The catcher on the dock threw at a catcher. He was up a bat, and he and right. Juan Marshall hit him in the head with the bat and almost killed him. Him and the catcher were going at it. Was it Marshall? Oh wait, Juan Marshall was. You're saying Marshall was batting? Yeah, yeah. The pitcher was batting. Oh, he was was Marshall because it kept him out of the Hall of Fame for a long time, and he slammed the catcher in the head, almost killed him. The Dodgers catcher. With the bat. With the yeah. bat. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yep. So that, I mean, that's that's almost the same thing, right? I mean, that's... Oh, yeah. It's that might be thing. even like, more know, deadly. Yeah. Yep. I think I'd take my chances over the football helmet over the baseball bat. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I wasn't even referring to that. I'm not even really that familiar with that incident. I was talking about the one where the pitcher, I mean, where the, the, the batter uh, gets an inside pitch and he gets up and he throws the bat right at the pitcher. He missed him, and then he's, like, screaming. And it might be, it's either a Royal or an Oakland A, I think. And uh, that was, like, late 70s or, you know, maybe early 80s, but I think it was in the 70s. I, you know, but, look, it's tough out. Like you said, you brought up the Roger Clemens thing and things like that. So, you know, it, stuff has happened, you know, but this – this just, you know, because it hit him right square on the noggin, too, you know? It happened. Uh, yeah, it was, know, uh, slow it was one Marshall. One Marshall hit Johnny Roseborough in uh, in the head with the bat at the plate. Yep, one Marshall was the batter. And, uh, and what, what he, happened he to the Johnny catcher? Roseborough, uh, I mean, I think he was hurt. I think he was badly hurt. Right. And there was a and brawl. So, There's a video of it. I saw it years ago, you know. And and that and that uh, you said cost Juan Marichal, who's one of the best pitchers of all time. That cost him from getting in the Hall of Fame for a little while. Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Koufax well, well, was actually the pitcher. Gonna... Koufax was the pitcher. Okay. Yeah, he was wow. right, right there when it happened. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, God, listen, athletes do crazy things. Mike Tyson bit an ear off, you know. I I, I get it. But, you yeah. know, not condoning it. And there's obviously going to be major ramifications, um, you know. Uh, but, you know, maybe you have a point. Because does, does Mike Tyson bite Evander Holyfield's ear off if Kevin Rooney's in the corner? I don't think so. Probably not. 
Then maybe you got a point. You know, maybe maybe you do have some sort of a point there. Maybe it is all trickle-down effect and like what you're saying, you know. Maybe it is something to that degree when you have a team that's already, you know, erratic and, you know, you let it kind of get out of hand. uh, Nonsensical things follow. Yeah, Roseboro needs 14 stitches to close the gash on his head. And he missed the next two games. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't, you know, he wasn't permanently injured, but, you know, it it was ugly. You know? Well, can you tell me how long Marshall's suspension was? That's that's what I'd like to know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You know that 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 would be the real question to the the whole thing. I mean, obviously he didn't. I don't remember hearing him getting any uh, year suspension or anything close to that. Yeah, Roseboro died in 69, and Marshall was an honorary pallbearer and a speaker at the funeral. Like, they became friends afterwards. Right, I right. Don't, it, doesn't say, it doesn't say, like, how long he was suspended. I know he was. But yeah, I, sure. You wonder. You wonder how something like that happens, you know, and what, what the ramifications of it are, which is, yeah, a crazy kind of thing. The New England Patriots last night, uh, you know, they're kind of showing their – their colors a little bit. Uh, Philadelphia, though, I mean, you know, they played well. They should have won, you know, at least tied that game a couple times. Carson Wentz just can't seem to get it done when he needs to, though. I don't know if that's ever going to work out. He's, he's following a ghost in Nick Foles, and uh, I don't know if that's ever going to come to fruition there. They don't look that good. It, it looks like the team still looks like they're living off what happened two years ago. I, I don't know that. You know, I, I heard it was really hard to throw yesterday. I mean, Brady didn't have a touchdown pass. It was supposedly the uh-huh. was really crazy last night. But right. they had their opportunities. They certainly had their opportunities to tie that game, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm so sick yeah. of hearing how great this Patriot defense is. They're, you know, they're yeah. actually comparing it to the 85 Bears. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. You know, that's just ridiculous. They played no one. I mean, come on already, you know? Stop it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no it doubt just, about it. That's so absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. And speaking yeah, of they, which, they, uh, 85 Bears, they literally had a show. Who's better, this defense or the 85 Bears? I'm like, you can't even be making yeah. that up. No, I mean, that, that's not even in the same discussion. I think but, the 85 you know, Bears defense uh, now over them. The refrigerant, 68 years old. Now, now you mean that's it's like yeah, being, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and, you know, listen, uh, as we come to the home stretch, the, you know, the, the final point here, uh, Miami Dolphins now. 1972 Miami Dolphins get the respect, the much-needed respect, voted the greatest team of all time on uh, the NFL Network's Top 100, which, you know, it's nice to see it finally go back to there. Give the credit. Chicago Bears number two, 85 Bears number two. 78 Pittsburgh Steelers, number three, 84-49ers, number four, and the 89-49ers, number five. And the one thing I'll say about that is I've been saying all along, I've always said the 84-49ers were one of the greatest teams. I think they might be the second-best team of all time. 15-1, lost early, never looked back on a bad call, you could say, in Pittsburgh. You could go either way with that call. But, uh, 
you know, the point that I'm making, Ronnie Lott says that was the best team that they ever had, and he was on, the, you know, the four of them before the Steve Young one. And, uh, you know, I, I, what, what kind of snake luck do you have for Dan Marino that his only Super Bowl, he has to go up against that team, which I think would beat the 85 Bears. I do. I believe the 84 49ers beat the 85 Bears. I do. I think they're that good. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And, you know, the 84, the 84 Dolphins should be on that list somewhere. You know, if how many teams do they do? They are. They are. They were, no, they were. They were, uh, uh, I want to say, uh, number – in the 70s they were. Which is ridiculous. I think in the 70s. Better than, maybe 67. Than maybe, maybe 67. And, and that's an they're argument better, there, too. They're better than a lot of teams people, won the Super Bowl, especially in the last 20 years. They are. They are, but that that's the argument. You've got 50, 50 teams that have won a Super Bowl or a championship. Yep. And they went to the – I should say, Rich, they went to the championship games too. So it, was, it spanned yep. the entire NFL. So right. you have over 100 teams that have won a championship. So where do you – you know, where do you take a team that wins the championship over a team that ultimately – doesn't win it and, and loses their goal. I'm with you. I, I think that, you know, there's teams that, you know, uh, lose that are, are better or whatever, um, you know, but th- this should be said that the, uh, they put the New England Patriots, the 07 Patriots came in at number seven, I believe. So take that. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Number seven. And uh, a lot that, of that's teams, ridiculous. Uh, Romo, Romo said they might be the best team of all time. Peter King, Peter King said that the 1990 49ers are the greatest 40 and greatest greatest team, not 49er team, greatest team of all time. I think he said, but certainly the greatest 49er team, which you know, which makes me scratch my head. I mean, they they didn't even get to a Super Bowl, but they're the greatest that's team. Crazy. I, that, that's yeah, a little strange to me. How is that the yeah. greatest 49er team? Right? I mean, that's a little strange to me. Um, but. Yeah. Uh, but that, you know, that being said, um, you know, there was a few teams that lost Super Bowls. You know, they were all on there, but, you know, lower, obviously. But how about the, um, the, 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 uh, the, the 2000 Ravens, which you, you don't like at all? Very high on that list. The, the 99 Rams, very high on that list. The 73 Dolphins, like 27 or something ridiculous. That's crazy. I mean, I mean you, you want to tell me that uh, the, I think the 69 Chiefs were in the top 10. You're going to tell me the 69 Chiefs are beating the 73 Dolphins? I don't believe that not, one. Not in a million years. No. Not in a million no. years, right? Not nope. in a million years. I agree. I agree. But this, yeah, yeah. What well, about that crappy Tampa Bay team? Very high. Very high. Uh, Gruden's team was uh, much higher than you would want it to be in the top twenty, I believe. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That team's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, next week I'll have a. You hear me? Yeah. Eighty-six, you said? Yes. The fifty-one forty-five Dolphins. Absolutely. They would have beat that crappy Tampa Bay team. That's fantastic. Let's close on that. Next week, I'll have a list for you. Thanks for joining us, everybody.
Took a look down a westbound road Right away I made my choice Headed out to my big two-wheeler I was tired of my own voice Took a beat on the northern plains And just rolled that power on Say a thing. 